Welcome everyone, welcome to Abide. I'm glad that you've come to join me and and not only me, but my friend Heather, who is with me um, playing her beautiful piano. And I'm also here with Jeff, who graciously makes Heather music and my voice clear and blend well. <laughs> and we're here with Mackenzie, who types out everything, every word I say, so that we can refer back to it and um, reread anything. And so as I come on to this podcast again today, and so do you, we come together. We come as a family, as God's children, to seek and to find. And so, whether you've got your candle lit or your blanket around you, whether you're on your commute or you're taking a lovely walk, find your space. Find your space where you want to commit this time to God and begin to settle into that space. I've been recently reading um, some of the work of a beautiful German mystic Christian saint uh, of the 1200s, uh, Mictilde of Magdeburg, and she writes about this beautiful idea of bound love. It's not unbound, it's bound, our God's love for us, and that it's always constant. And it's not dependent on how we feel today or how we're experiencing God or ourselves or the world, but that it's something that's constant that we are bound to. So as you enter this time and you come to sit with God, to walk with God, to rest in God, let us be reminded that we are bound to this God, whether we like it or not. And in these 30 minutes, we all long to become more aware of how bound and intertwined and abiding we are in this. So we're going to take our nice steady breaths together to calm our bodies down. And when, with each breath, I want to invite you to let go of one thing at a time that is extra burdensome right now or challenging today. So we'll take three inhales and exhales. And with each breath, I want you to let go and release something that is weighing heavy on you today. So let's take a nice 
slow deep breath in one number one breath and exhale and release and an inhale two and an exhale release and an inhale three and an exhale release releasing and unburdening ourselves into this space with God such a gift and a privilege And I want to just remind everybody that as we're in this time together, if you tend to, your thoughts um, shift and dart from here to there, um, no problem. Just come back to this breath, come back to my voice. Um, and if you come back many, many times, that's okay. God's very aware that we have brains and minds that, that jump and he um, is right there with us and gently uh, holding us by the hand. So no matter how you come to this prayer practice today, it all belongs. And today we're going to spend some time in gratitude with God. And today's gratitude practice we're going to bring our attention to um, our fathers um, and our relationship with our fathers. And I think this will be hopefully a bit different than maybe you've assumed because some of us don't really have a father. We didn't grow up with one. Some of us had a challenging relationship with our father. Um, there's brokenness. Some of us have a beautiful example. No matter what your ex your experience is, we're going to open up that experience because God gives us many different ways of experiencing his fatherly love through not just a biological father, adopted father, or stepfather, whatever it may be, but other individuals in our lives. And so we're going to take some time to look over whether it's the connection we had with our own father, some specific connections we had that felt so loving and tender and kind, or we're going to bring to mind other individuals in our lives that have felt like a father-daughter or a father-son. I know for me, um, my doctor who helped me deliver my babies, he, I had several moments for him where he was so tender and fatherly to me that I'm overwhelmed even thinking about his kindness, and care, and gentleness. Or I have two wonderful bosses that <laughs> have been so kind and have brought a, fa a fatherly 
gaze or fatherly words to me. Maybe some of you have had a coach or a professor encourage you, spur you on, maybe a youth pastor, maybe an uncle. And so we're going to take this moment now and have the Holy Spirit guide us to identify some tender fatherly moments in our lives. As those moments come, that one word or gesture or connection or gaze that is coming to mind, I want you to just spend a little bit of time there. And allow that experience to come near and come close again. begin to see how God, our true Father, is communicating his fatherly love through these different individuals that are a part of our story. So whether it be your actual father or other individuals, let us sit in gratitude for these moments, these tender words and embraces, let us sit in gratitude for those moments now. together with God in this gratitude, we sit with our, our true Father, the Father that we are bound to in love. We get this opportunity to open up the scriptures, open up this letter that Paul has written to the Galatians. We get to sit with the Spirit and with one another and be guided through this this passage today and we're in Galatians chapter 4 
and we're going to spend some time actually in Galatians 3.26, which is the end of that chapter, and then move into Galatians 4-7. to And that's where we'll spend our time today. And if you want to get your Bible out or your journal out, you can. Or you can also just listen to the words. Today we're going to practice a more... Um, structured time of reading um, that's known as Lexio Divina, where the passage is read and then there's pauses in between. So I'll read the passage once and allow you to focus on maybe a word or a phrase that jumps out at you. And then I'll read the passage again and I'll give you some silence to allow that word or phrase to mingle with you and your personal life right now. And then I will open up to two reflections um, of the passage. And then we'll read it one final time and rest in the word and in what the Holy Spirit brought, brought forward for us. So let us begin with the first reading. Galatians chapter 3, verses 26 to chapter 4, verse 7. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. What I am saying is that as long as an heir is underage, he is no different from a slave, although he owns the whole estate. The heir is subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. So also, when we were underage, we were in slavery until the elemental spiritual forces of the world. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts. The Spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are His child, God has made you also an heir. Spend a moment now just focusing on a word or phrase that jumped out at you in this reading. I'll 
read again and you allow that word or phrase to mingle into your heart and to where um, it might be guiding your own personal life at this time. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. What I am saying is that as long as an heir is under age, he is no different from a slave, although he owns the whole estate. The heir is subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. So also, when you were under age, we were in slavery, under the elemental spiritual forces of the world. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father, so you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. Allow this moment of silence for you to mingle that word or phrase into your own life, into your own circumstances. Allow me to read verse 28. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. As I've read this passage many times, this surely is a path, a verse that springs out to me. It shows me how God doesn't have favorites and he doesn't show partiality. He doesn't prefer one person over another. He doesn't prefer one child over another child. This isn't very human at all. You know, we all have very strong preferences. I like this certain dinner. I don't like that one. I like this professor. I don't like that one. <laughs> this child is easier for me to get to know. That one is more challenging. I prefer this about myself. I don't like this about myself. So we as humans have a lot of preferences. But God doesn't have this in his being. 
And I wonder if this can be an invitation for us. As we look over our lives and the people that we interact with, where do we show a preference? One being better or worse? One being more important or less important? What about within your own self? Do you prefer yourself at certain times of the day or when you're on your best behavior or you're really shining? <laughs> How do you treat yourself when you're feeling low and very discouraged? Can you bring a softening of God's lack of preference of you in certain ways that he loves you and cares for you in all stages of your being. And I wonder if you prefer certain parts of your life or your story or your journey. Some years or months you really highlight and others you hide away from or you never want to talk about. We have preference over our own story and I wonder if you can allow God's love and softening compassion over all of your story, that he doesn't show preference, but that he loves and appreciates and has a deep knowing of you in all the chapters of your life. So bring a more God-like gaze upon your whole story. Jesus, thank you that you don't show preference. Help us in ourselves, in the people around us, and in our own experiences to be more open, to be more like you, to know that all have value, to see things like you see things, God. Verses four to seven, but when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship, because you are his sons. God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child, and since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. This passage really highlights the invitation of a very personal relationship with God as a father. This very loving, tender language, Abba, Daddy, Papa. 
many times we don't feel this sort of um, closeness in this relationship. We often seek affirmation and love and this tenderness from other humans, from other places, from other worldly honors. When this personal depth of bound love is only found in our Father. And so I invite us all, how might we be able to put this reality of being a daughter, of being a son, into a more tender language in our everyday life? You know, maybe we can think back to our gratitude practice and the ways in which we've seen God bring fatherly love into our personal lives. And I'm wondering if we'll be able to communicate with God more personally, more tenderly, when we remember those experiences that we've had of Father, of Abba, of Daddy who sees us and knows us and is paying close attention. And so I'm going to give you a few moments to just ponder and to open to God. In this opportunity of a relationship that can grow deeper and more intimate, and that we might just be curious about opening up into those spaces in our lives. his child, God has made you also an heir, an heir that you might enjoy and get to experience all that God has for you in this world. It's a, it's a freedom, which is what Paul in Galatians, it's a, it's a theme of Galatians that there's this deep, deep freedom that we have because of this bound love, because of this Christ sacrificial love. And so today, I would love to bring forward a beautiful hymn that uh, I remember since childhood. It's called, This is My Father's World. And I want you to think about it because if this world we live in is our Father's world and that we get to walk in it each day, it's very personal. It's, It's our dad's, it's our father's. And of course, there's brokenness, and there's heartache, and there's beauty, there's wonder. And we get to walk with our Abba through this world and all that it has. And there's a a freedom, sort of a frolicking, I sense, in um, in this hymn to enjoy your life 
run more freely into opportunities and experiences with your father. And so it has three verses, and I'll read them to you now, to just soak in and rest in this beautiful reality that God is our father and we are his child, his precious child. This is my father's world. And to my listening ears, all nature sings and round me rings the music of the spheres. This is my father's world. I rest me in the thought of rocks and trees, of skies and seas, his hand the wonders wrought. This is my father's world. The birds their carols raise, the morning light, the lily white, declare their maker's praise. This is my father's world. He shines in all that's fair. In the rustling grass, I hear him pass. He speaks to me everywhere. This is my father's world. Oh, let me ne'er forget that though the wrong seems, oh, so strong, God is the ruler yet. This is my father's world. The battle is not done. Jesus, who died, shall be satisfied, and earth and heaven be one. Friends, as we prepare to leave this time, this space, together in prayer and seeking God and knowing more of who we truly are, May we leave this place with eyes more open to see God's deep love, his fatherly love for us. May we walk in this freedom and in this joy afresh today. So go in peace, my friends.